This episode of a Top 3 Podcast, like every episode, is brought to you by the wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash realdavejackson, where some personal heroes of mine, like Chris Nelson, Zolgeek, Chris Copleen, Eric Guess, Rick Firestone, Nick Ficori, Jill, Jeff, formerly Jerf, Kieran, Soccer, ZNA, Cupcake, Kyle, Christian S., Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, J.D., Doug Leaf, Jason Emery, Brian Skersha, Randall, Jake Martin, Jenny E., and many more have all chosen to support the podcast by going again to patreon.com slash realdavejackson and kicking a few bucks a month our way. In return, they're getting some cool treats like the ability to vote for what topics we do on the show. They also get to hear the pre- and post-show banter in every episode of a Top 3 podcast. If you'd like to be like them, once again, that's patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson. Any and all support is always appreciated. And with that being said, let's get on to the show. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Top 3 Podcast, where we honor the time-old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson. I'm the host, joined today by the regular Top 3 crew, starting with Aaron Angle. Sup? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. And fan favorite, Bloodbath McGrath. Bow wow. Bow wow wow. You know what I don't understand? Why don't they just put Marmaduke (laughs) to sleep? I don't, I don't get it. Just put him to sleep at this point. Just be done with it. Why, why would they put him to sleep? Yeah, he's still moving around. Nah, put him, put quality him down. of life is still okay. I put haven't seen puppy, that. Put him in the dog press. Squish him. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I have no idea what's going on in the world of Marmaduke these days. We might get into it later. Uh, we are talking about the top three fictional dogs today. Dogs from fiction. If this is your first time listening to the show, the way it works is we've all picked our top three dogs from fiction. We are going to take turns going around. We'll all say our number threes, then we'll do number twos, then number ones, lightning round honorable mentions, and then shocker, lots of fictional dog top threes from our community. So we'll be sure to include all of those at the end of the episode as well. Uh, So before we get into the topic today, dogs from fiction, uh, real quick, the listeners have written in with a bunch of canids that are not dogs. A lot of wolves on the list. Some animals that looks like dogs. Uh, maybe some foxes. How do we feel about that? Are our lists only dogs? Are we including wolves and stuff like that? So here, here's what I will say is I think, and hey, we're not going to talk about that right now. I didn't include any wolves. I didn't include things that may be dogs. I know we have a uh, surprise Michael Bumpus that completely goes against everything that I'm about to say right here. <laughs> However, I strayed away from it's 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 a dog. Like, is a wolf a dog? Yes. Like, yes. Right. But I I, I didn't put any wolves in mine. Well, I've got three penguins on my list. So is that OK? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Are they penguin dogs? <laughs> Evil no, penguins? Oh, they're just regular ass penguins. They're very evil penguins. I don't know. What are we considering fictional dogs? Can we get a Alan debate on this going? Yeah. Is Alan, Alan upset about anything with the topic this week? Uh, I 
paid very little attention to what y'all just said. If there are rules now, not abiding by them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, per usual. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Depends right, so, on what your definition of the word is, is. <laughs> <laughs> I still personally, I went, still suck it though. I have some wolves on the like short list for the top three. Uh, lots of wolves again in the uh, listener top threes. I will allow it because Dogs and wolves are the same thing scientifically. One's domesticated, one's not. Uh, so if there is a domesticated wolf, I think it counts as a dog for our topic. Uh, and whatever we're, whatever stipulations we put on the topic don't really matter anyway because we have a Michael Bumpus that is, eh, well, we're making it count because it's our fucking show. That's what we're doing. So we have a Michael Bumpus for this episode. Aaron, hit the Michael Bumpus alarm. Meow, 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 meow. Mr. President, another Bumpus has hit a top three podcast. <laughs> was that was that too much? I thought about that earlier. No, that was today. no, that was perfect. I <laughs> love right, that. Yeah, um, that was funny. All right, so Aaron, uh, for the uninitiated, can you explain what a Michael Bumpus is? Yes, but I want bloodbath too. All right, first of all, I just want to say. Does anybody else feel like Aaron's been saving that intro for like two years now? Like he's just been wait, like trying to get up the courage to go ahead and say it. All right. No, anyway. no, 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 no. Uh, that, was, that was today, baby. That was a good one. That was, I was like, smoking a cigarette, like, <laughs> Michael, you know, Michael Bumpus is when everybody would most likely have the same answer or a general consensus would be a, that we would pick that we would all put this person or this dog in this case on our list. So we're just going to go ahead and take it out of the running and just say, that's a great dog. That's a good dog. (laughs) I I want that to be an example of how not easy it is to get Michael bump is thrown at you at the beginning of the episode and have to improvise. (laughs) Improvise. What's what's not like, what is this? What is this puppy we're talking about? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, the Michael Bumpus. For this episode, the dog that would be on at least like three of our lists, I feel like. So we might as well just talk about it at the top of the show is Oi from the Dark Tower series, uh, which if I remember right, Oi is kind of a dog, kind of a raccoon, kind of a mix between the two. Uh, what do they call him? A, a, a No, not a koi He's dog. A That's Billy a real Bumbler. thing. He's a Billy, a Billy Bumbler. Bumbler. Yeah, which is kind of like a raccoon, kind of a dog. It counts. Why is and boy the Michael an excellent word across the yeah, board? Correct. Okay. The entire time on our group chat that you guys kept saying "oi," I thought you were just abbreviating "old yeller." Like I thought you were talking about <laughs> "old yeller" the entire time. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's awesome because it—that's a good joke that also falls in line with the context of the episode. I thought he was going to say every time you guys said "oi," I thought you guys were doing Russell Crowe impressions. Yeah, same. I thought I thought it was going to be an Australian thing. Mm-hmm. That's very funny. So "oi" is uh, is is a Billy Bumbler, a raccoon dog from the Dark Tower series, uh, which me, Alan, and Dave have all read and enjoy. We all love "oi." He is a good fucking boy. Uh, he's Jake's best friend, and he's the last one there with uh, Roland, you know, before he gets to the tower, dude. He is literally like the embodiment of man's best friend throughout that whole story. So this is why I'm like, OK, so he's not a dog, but he fulfills every single like role that a dog would fulfill. And that's in that story. I couldn't put him on my list, but 
And uh, Oi might be my favorite character in the Dark Tower, to be honest with you, dude. Oi is always an easy pick. It's always like, who's your favorite character in, you know, any of these stories that have like a really prominent dog? It's like, yeah. well, my favorite character is the dog because because the dog rules Cause, and because he's a good boy. Are, yeah, because he's a good boy. And Oi is, I mean, Oi is basically a dog. It, it, it's kind of like a wild like, type thing. But. We liked rabies and Old Yeller, you know, I mean, that wild boar and Old Yeller, that was just like one of my favorite characters. <laughs> is that what old yeller got rabies from a boar i thought it was a yeah. bat no he got gored right? i thought that little yeah. thinking of game of thrones i thought that little kid just killed him for fun <laughs> <laughs> for food yeah uh, anyway so yeah i i haven't read the dark tower in a really long time and uh they cut oi out of the movie because they're just that movie is just not the good. worst for yeah, so many at, reasons not good at making um, movies yeah yeah so i i can't remember like specifics about things that oi did i just remember every time and oi can talk too like let's uh like oi can kind of talk so every time oi talked i was like oh yeah that's my guy right there hell yeah olen ache and let's <laughs> yeah. be fair here he did do one thing that i mean he did a lot of stuff that i also don't remember but he he fucking went at mordred there at the end, right? When Mordred, did, Mordred yeah. was in like creepy spider being form, Oi was like, oh, you're here to fuck with Olan? Well, I don't I don't deal with that properly in my head. Yeah, so I don't I, abide we, we, by that. We gots to fight, you know? Down the ride, fucking man's best friend, dude. This is To me, this is like the only one I thought like if a majority of us were to have a number one that we all agreed on, it would be Oi. No, he's not a dog, but he, he, we don't talk about the Dark Tower enough. That's just the truth. That's true. I don't know what any like what kind of dark tower top threes we could do. Like has but... Bloodbath read it? No, I have not. He could still do it though. They like, could just make it up. It would be fun. He does. He makes things fun. Yeah, exactly, man. I'll get. I'll do an audio book. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you can get them from your public library. All right. Well, there is our. Michael Bumpus for this episode. We have Oi uh, from the Dark Tower series. Oi is great. Uh, so was always want to give Oi his, uh, uh, what would he say? Give Oi his props whenever we get the chance. So uh, I'll go ahead and get us started with the top three proper uh, with my number three fictional dog. And my number three is Rowdy from the show Scrubs. If anybody Good answer. Uh, Good answer. has... Yeah, if anyone has not seen the show Scrubs or is forgetting, uh, Rowdy is JD and Turk's dog, but there's something special about Rowdy. Uh, Rowdy is not a regular dog, you see. Rowdy is a taxidermied uh, dog, like a, a golden retriever, like a yellow lab or mix of something like that. Uh, and so Rowdy is a taxidermied stuffed dog that they keep in their apartment. And it's just a running joke throughout the show that like Rowdy's getting into mischief despite the fact that he's dead and taxidermied. And so like, <laughs> you'll see like stuff strewn about the apartment and they'll look over and be like rowdy. And he'll have like a, someone's underwear on his head or something like that. Or they use rowdy to scare uh, the girlfriends that come over every now and then, uh, you know, set them up in funny places. So they walk out and get scared. So it's a, it's a point of comedy, but like also, fulfills some role that like real dogs fulfill too in the show. 
So yeah, number three is Rowdy from Scrubs. And I like that, like how that works in like the context of JD and Turk's relationship. Like they, yeah. they don't really like they bring light to the fact that, that that it's a dead fucking taxidermy dog, but they still like personify <laughs> it. Like it's a real dog. I had actually yeah. forgotten about him before you said this. And I, so the first, when he first said, it, I was just like, damn, they had a dog for it. He said, I was like, right. That yeah. thing they <laughs> get to their apartment. <laughs> no, nah, I like, I like this answer. I don't think we're going to have many dogs that are already dead and then became character answers on this list. So you definitely right. cross something <laughs> off here. Yeah, for sure. That's a, a top three first. First taxidermied animal to be on a list. Yeah. First inanimate dog. Yeah. And Rowdy's kind of like a, like when one of them moves, you know, like they live together for a little bit and then like they they get their own apartments and stuff. But Rowdy is always like on the move with them throughout their lives. Like during the whole run of the show, Rowdy was never alive. Like Rowdy was taxidermied right from the beginning of the show. So it kind of reminds me like my college friends and I had that uh, in our in our house. We had this stuffed pink pony toy. The one of uh, my roommate TJ's sisters got as a gift or something, and we just kept it throughout all of college. And then as we moved out, like it got passed around at like, you know, you go into town for someone's wedding and someone would like bring the horse and hide it in someone else's house or something like that. And it, <laughs> it reminded me of Rowdy. So, yeah, that's my number three. Rowdy from Scrubs. Aaron, what's your number three? Real quick. Did you tell me the story about that pink uh, pony that somebody had? Like that, that it was in Korea with you or, or am I misremembering that? I, I was expecting it to come in the mail. Like (laughs) the whole time I was in Korea, I was like, these motherfuckers are going to mail this to me. I'm going to have to every day, every day for like five years. You were like, yeah, check the mail. Today's the day. day. Yeah. Like Um, moves in and you're like, Hey, just FYI, like a pink pony might arrive. And there's a real, don't throw it away. You you might have to sign for it. it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it was funny though. We went, um, we went down to, I forget where it was down South for, for my roommate TJ's wedding. And we took the pony with us. Like, on the plane, but we had to check it because it was so big. So on the baggage claim carousel, we're waiting for this pony to come out with all the suitcases and stuff. Uh, good times. All right, Aaron, good what's time. your number three? <laughs> My number three <laughs> is uh, protector of the gates of the underworld, Cerberus. I'm going to be my number three mm-hmm. fictional dog. Uh, so uh, Cerberus, a.k.a. the Hound of Hades, is a mythological figure. He is Hades' dog. He once belonged to this one guy whose name I did not pronounce if I wanted to. Uh, and he was the 12th trial of Hercules, whatever that thing was where Hercules had to do 12 things. He had to subdue Cerberus. And that's basically the only mythological story he has. He's also in one of my favorite video games of all time, Hades. And in this game, they portray him as basically your childhood pet. You can feed him. You can pet him. He's your best friend. He's your good time boy. Uh, I love Cerberus. Just like I I love Cerberus and Hades, but just like as an idea, when I, when I think of Cerberus, I think of Cerberus from the, uh, from Hercules, the, the Disney movie where it's just this giant three headed dog. That's basically what Cerberus is. He's a giant dog with three fucking heads. Uh, I believe they also have some version of him in, uh, Harry Potter in the chamber of secrets. If I'm not mistaken, I think he guards the Chamber of Secrets, secrets a la guarding the uh, entrance to uh, the underworld. He's, he's but, guarding the Sorcerer's Stone. Sorcerer's Stone, the first yeah. book. 
Okay. So, but like uh, back to my original thing, three-headed dog, giant, scary fucking thing. I've always been into Greek mythology, and in the video game Hades, you can you, you can pet him. He's he's your best friend. Like you, every time you get done fighting people, you come back, you can pet him. He, he he's all happy. You can feed him food. He lets you pass by. So, uh, but when I was thinking fictional dogs, I thought of a lot of them, but I was like, none of these are cool. This is my like, okay, this dog is badass answer. So I, uh, I'm going to stop right there, but, uh, my number three is going to be, uh, the Hound of Hades, Cerberus. Yeah. There's a lot you could say about Cerberus, various different like versions of Cerberus in stories, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, like Hades, Harry Potter had one, you know, but all you really have to say is it's a, it's a three headed dog. There's fire and shit. It's great. And there are like, you know, in like these old, like, like, like Greek texts, there are like so many different storytellers that have different variations of how each story went. So one of the things that I was like, when I was researching today, like, okay, what can I say about Cerberus or can I learn a little bit more about him? Cause I think he's cool. Like there are some iterations of like his character where he's, it's one dog head and a hundred snake heads, or like he, it's a three headed dog with giant fucking wings, like a Pegasus and a giant snake tail. All of those things are also as cool as how I imagine Cerberus in the Disney Hades movies. Uh, so, and then, you, you know, so sometimes it, it, it's like, it's like, he's just a regular sized dog. Other times it's, this thing is as big as Godzilla kind of thing. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. You, you can't really trust any, anything written before, you know, anything written before AD. Like, right. But at the same time, I just I'm like, when I think of the coolest fucking dogs, dude, Cerberus is so fucking badass. I had to talk about him. Love Cerberus. Love dogs. Generally, three headed dogs, more <laughs> ears to scratch. And that's true. Yeah, that's, um, right. that's, that's optimum scratches right there. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah, three times. So think about this. You could be scratching two chins at the same time. Mm-hmm. Three chins and one belly. Now the your 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 treats budget is gonna is gonna skyrocket, right? Because yeah. they all share one stomach, but they all want to taste. You know what I mean? That's right. Yep. Uh, I'm just be, uh, glad they didn't make you fight Cerberus in uh, in Hades. That would have that would have sucked. Wrecked me. I would have I would have turned the game <laughs> off. I, I refuse to fight him. He is a good boy. He is a good he boy. Is. Yeah. All right. So Aaron's number three, Cerberus from various mythologies and media alan what's your number three uh, my number three like aaron is very badass my number three is hong kong fooey uh, <laughs> the hannah barbera show hong kong that's why I, lo- I love alan um now for the uninitiated hong kong fooey uh, well he was a dog he was a mild-mannered janitor at the police station in unnamed city. And uh, when trouble was a brew, he would jump into his file cabinet, pop out the back wall of the police station in his kung fu outfit, into his shape-shifting fooey mobile, and fight crime as a Hong Kong fooey. Uh, Kung Fu Master. Uh, he was actually, it was a very funny cartoon. He was really bad at almost everything, uh, except sweeping floors. He did a good job at sweeping the floors of the janitor. Uh, but he had this cat that I guess he kept in his filing cabinet 
Um, and uh, its name was Spot, and Spot would actually would do the work. You know, he'd, he'd do the job, but Hong Kong Fooey, um, you know, got all the credit. Best dog in a ninja outfit for sure. I am just going to go ahead and jump in here and say, like, I did not watch Hong Kong Fooey. And I actually have, like, a pretty, like, 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 I I never really watched Hanna-Barbera, like, cartoons, if that, you know, that some of those old school things right here. But he's a dog that knows Kung Fu. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, haven't watched this either, but I did look at a picture, and it is a dog in, like, a, a Kung Fu outfit, so... Yeah, I approve. You guys didn't watch. Um, oh, I saw call it. it. Yeah, right. You, Hong Kong Cartoon Network, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I watched on, like in the Johnny morning, Bravo. So. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, <laughs> a great pivot, Dave. Johnny Bravo is basically a dog. You should change your answer to Johnny Bravo. I, I agree. I say afterwards we'll take a vote and amend his answer to Johnny Bravo. <laughs> I'll go in and, and uh, I will cut it like. Alan's like my number three is, and I'll cut it. I'll find some time when Alan said the word Johnny and or Bravo <laughs> in earlier episodes to so just cut yeah. those in. My number three fictional dog is Johnny Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. no, it's a, actually, it's a good pick. There was a planned. Uh, what I learned when I looked up Hong Kong Fui is that there was a planned live action Hong Kong Fui movie. Um, well, live action slash CGI, where Hong Kong Fui was going to be voiced by Eddie Murphy. Um, <laughs> I'm that tracks. I'm in. Give him, give him an animal. I'm seeing that movie. I'm I'm going first day, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'd watch that. Watched it for sure. All right, so Alan's number three, Hong Kong Fui from the hit Hanna Barbera cartoon, Hong Kong Fui. Bloodbath. What's your number three? All right. Uh, my number three is Commander Joe Biden's dog because Joe Biden is dead, <laughs> therefore, he is fictional, therefore, the dog is fictional. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. hold on. I've been, I've been, I've been, really, I've been listening, to... I've been listening to rat too much. All yeah, right. I was gonna say, have you been talking to rat, bro? All right, all right, <laughs> all right, really answer. Uh, we're gonna go simple on this first round. Uh, I'm picking Santa's little helper from The Simpsons. Good answer. Good answer. And, and I'm picking I'm picking Santa's little helper purely because while he's not the brightest dog, he's not the most useful dog. He's just kind of a dopey, stupid, uh, ill-behaved dog at the Simpson house. Rescue Greyhound. Uh, throughout the seat, throughout the show, especially the early years, like the uh, Snowball Two, the cat and Santa's little helper are often seen together and like they're always rolling their eyes or side-eyeing the fuck out of Homer or somebody else in the family. And it's just an image that's like so perfect to me. Like I feel like it's, I've ingrained it in my own personality. So like I would just want Santa's little helper helper around just for the occasional side-eye or eye roll that I could get from him when something stupid happens. Uh, So that's my number three, just for his expressions. 
So like every time you make a joke about Joe Biden, say a little helper's like, okay, bloodbath. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love this answer. I love the Simpsons. I love Santa's a little helper. One thing I will jump in quickly and say is like, I think we've talked about this before about the uh, relationship between a boy and his dog or a man and dog. And you know how, how cool of a trope that is. This is one of those things like Bart Simpson is not a regular 10 year old boy. He just, that, that just, that's just not how 10 year old boys really are. He, but the one thing that I think is the most relatable about Bart Simpson as a little kid is the relationship that he has with Santa's little helper. So while I, I do agree that they do uh, that the show does a really good job of like using, you know, Snowball 2 and Sansa Little Helper as like little quick side jokes and shit. I mean, wasn't the first episode of The Simpsons when they got Sansa Little Helper? There there is a there is a deep like relationship between you, you know Bart and Santa's little helper. So which I've always just found like one of those things about Bart that's like really like in, endearing. So yeah, I, I love this answer, Bloodbath. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a good answer. I haven't watched enough of The Simpsons to have much to say about Santa's Little Helper, except like whenever they cut over to him, he's pretty funny. Funny looking dog. Does not look like a greyhound. No. Eh. Could be like a... looks like a greyhound, right? Kind of looks like a greyhound. Like an Italian greyhound or something. Yeah. 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 Like one one of the little teeny ones that they race. Yeah. Fun fact, Aaron looks like an Italian ice. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but he's probably right. Like the <laughs> snack? Yep. I don't know. I was say, well, I am one of those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to number twos. That was Bloodbath's number three, Santa's Little Helper from The Simpsons. Uh, my number two is, let's see, I've got three contenders left. Uh, okay. My number two is from the movie Homeward Bound, Shadow, the Golden Retriever. Good answer. Good answer. Ooh. Now, I uh, I have not watched Homeward Bound since I was a little kid, but when I was a little kid, I watched Homeward Bound no less than 75 times, so <laughs> I feel like I'm still qualified to speak on Shadow. Uh, in the group, you have the American Bulldog, uh, Chance, you have the long-haired cat, Sassy, I think is I think your name was Sassy, and then you have uh, Shadow, the Golden Retriever. Now Chance is a a real young uh, firecracker, uh, real stupid, gets into stuff, you know, real gung ho. Yeah, gets into a porcupine, gets caught by animal control. Chance is a Chance is a fucking mess. Uh, Sassy's a cat, so that that should explain her personality. I, I, I don't need you to any further. Yeah, yeah, uh, and Shadow is the older and wiser uh, dog animal in the group shadows the leader and uh there's a part in the movie where you think shadow like he falls down in like a mud pit and he can't get back out and it's like really fucking sad because they he tells them to leave him behind because they're really close to reuniting with the family uh and then at the very end the 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 kids all reunite because there's one kid his favorite pet is chance the next one their favorite pet is is sassy and then the kid whose shadow was his dog they're looking out and they're like fuck shadow's not coming back and i'm like what what like six years old just fucking like shadow's not coming back mom shadow's not coming back (laughs) (laughs) and then shadow does come back and it's this great uh he limps back uh he's just like he's just awesome like throughout the movie shadows the he's the sage of the group so worthy of the number two spot burt reynolds right 
Yeah, was and, he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he was, and the cat was Sally Field, Oscar-winning yeah. actress <laughs> Sally Field. Fuck and, yeah. and, 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 that movie I don't know was they, fire, no lie. That was I a mean, great like, movie. And that's, Wonderful movie. I think it's like deep-seated trauma for everyone in our generation. The image yeah. of those paws scrabbling mm. at the mud as he tries oh my to climb out of that hole. Oh my Jesus God. Christ, as you were talking about it, Dave, I'm sitting here like, my Almost crying. eyes are welling up. I'm yeah. just like, oh <laughs> yeah. Reminds oh, me that's wrong with me. Reminds me that scene from the never ending story where a Treyu's horse gets stuck in the mud and you know the, the fucking horse isn't coming back out. Literally exact same scene. Yeah. Oh. This this is like for for like our parents' generation, I think it's old yeller that gives that same kind of thing. For our generation, it's homeward bound. Uh except Shadow made it out. Old Yeller. Hey. Rest in peace to Old Yeller, but Shadow's different. <laughs> yeah, but kids' stories are different. Let's just <laughs> in, in very quickly touch on like how like the early to mid-90s had a wild string of things that don't talk are the main characters in the movies. You had like oh, yeah. the, the the look who's talking. <laughs> you had like the look who's talking now movies and like look who's talking to, whereas like the babies talk it or the dogs talk it. It was just it was a wild ride being a kid in that time, man. It was literally everything you wanted. It's it's so sweet. The dog makes it the end, and then eventually, in real life, they all die a terrible, terrible death. That's right. They're abducted by aliens. It was really fucked up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like Alf. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Shadow, my number two, um, big part of my childhood. And you're right. Like I think, especially with this topic, fictional dogs. We could have just done starring dogs from movies in the 90s you know dogs that talked (laughs) that starred in their own movie and or tv show from the 90s but all of our answers would be the same probably i think there are enough that we could have different answers but yeah yeah. anyway um okay so that was my number two shadow from homeward bound aaron what's your number two my number two is courage the cowardly this is one of my favorite (laughs) television shows from when i was a kid uh, basic concept. There's a dog named Courage, which is funny because he's a cowardly dog. Uh, and he lives you see. In- yeah, you see. <laughs> <laughs> and he lives in the desert, uh, a very weird desert uh, in a house with his owners, Miriam and Eustace. They are a very old couple. And uh, every episode is kind of like a, a, a it's almost like the X-Files if it took place from the point of view of a dog. Right. So there's always something weird or paranormal going on in the episode. Courage is always scared. The two people are both of his owners, Miriam and Eustace. They do not really do anything to help. And he loves Miriam, the female owner of him so much that he has to overcome his fears every episode and save the day. I love that quality in a character because I'm also a giant coward. And I'd like to think like, let's say a uh, like a ghost was coming after my PlayStation 5, that I could also bring that sort of <laughs> courage to the forefront to save something very, very important to me, you know? So, all right, I'm done riffing. Courage the Cowardly Dog is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. I imagine... And I haven't looked at the list. There's, there's got to be at least six people who said Courage the Cowardly Dog. This is, this is phenom- This is a phenom. This is like one of the early, like OG cartoon cartoons. They actually did a thing uh, where they um, played like uh, a five minute clip of like five or six different cartoons, and you could like call this one eight hundred number uh, from your house phone, 
and vote for which one you wanted and whichever show won, that was the show they were going to make the newest cartoon cartoon. Billy and Mandy was another, I don't know. I don't like that show, but Billy and Mandy was another show that kind of got big from that or from that same sort of thing. But courage, the cowardly dog was the first one that ever won that contest. And Hey, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I love that TV show. Courage is a funny character. Uh, he screams really, really loud and he has a hole in one of his teeth, which I always thought was very, very, very funny to me. Every time, every time he screamed in that show, it was literally blood curdling, you know, guy with an ax in my living room kind of screamed and it always made me fucking laugh. But yeah, yeah. Uh, probably my favorite. I'm trying to, who's my number one? Who's my number one? Okay. It's my second favorite TV dog of all time. Uh, but <laughs> and anybody who's watched the show loves courage. The cowardly dog. Wonderful. Number two. I loved Courage the Cowardly Dog. Um, I thought about putting him on my list. I there were just too many options on this one. But yeah, the way that he screamed and then like sighed afterwards when he realized it was not scary, and then screamed again when he realized it really was scary. Um, just cracked me up. So funny to the nth degree. Um, and then uh the mask that Eustace pulled out, it was just always like boom. boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, that's very, like he, he very, was always he was always yeah, Eustace was like the guy who he was he's a terrible dog owner Miriam this sweet old grandma of a woman was just so sweet to courage and he loved her so much and every episode was pretty much like Miriam is such a sweet innocent old lady she doesn't understand that their cousin Fred is trying to give them haircuts and kill them I have to save Miriam from cousin Fred you know or whatever the case but yeah no that was that that was the brilliance of the TV show right there was like that relationship between him and Miriam but then the only other character recurring character in the show was constantly fucking with it was also very funny <laughs> oh Houston. that's my that's my impression of Miriam that was Bloodbath, did you watch uh, did you watch Courage? Yeah, um that was uh that was um that was like the era of like cartoons where like I was starting to kind of grow out of them a little bit. Like my sister was really my sister was obsessed with that show. And like you know, growing up just with one sibling, like eventually you'd have to like share the TV and like she would have our moments where we'd watch like 10 episodes of Courage Carly Dog in a row. And, like by like the fifth episode, I'd be like, okay, this is pretty cool. I like this. <laughs> uh, and like genuinely like there's like creepy fucking episodes of that shit, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not always funny. There's some very, yeah, you're, you're right there. There's some episodes where you're like, okay, the animators had a lot of fun doing this one. Yeah. That was like, I'm trying to remember like the stuff that was on in that same like block on Cartoon Network because Courage was the one I didn't watch. It was like I wanted to watch Cow and Johnny Chicken. Bravo and uh, yeah, Cow and Chicken and Powerpuff Girls and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And Courage was the one that was like Dexter. If it was like in between the other shows I wanted to watch, it's like fine, I'll watch it. But, I'll go. I'll go yeah. smoke a cigarette. I'll be right back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. you were Dude, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shows when you were, when we were little like that. You couldn't. You know, obviously streaming didn't exist, and you didn't really have like TV. Like you just you had to wait for it to come on TV. Like they'd have something sandwiched in between. Yeah. Uh, two shows, and you'd be like, ah, fuck it, I have to sit here and do this. That's that's why. Yeah, <laughs> which like, is like funny. How they, how they used to sandwich home improvement in between The Simpsons and King of the Hill. Yeah. On fucking talk. Like, fuck, why this one? I was 
going to say like, that's why I watched every episode of the Jackie Chan adventures because it was on between Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z. Yep. <laughs> Life well Dude. spent. Yeah. So <laughs> side note, side note to that. Um, I <laughs> was trying to find someone to watch the other night. So I started watching Highlander and I remembered, I, I think I was explaining to like one of the, one of the girls, like the f- I remember I was really little and I was, we were staying at my, at some family members in uh, West Virginia and like, they didn't have, they just had like, I don't even think they had cable. I think we were just getting like stuff off the broadcast, but my dad was like, Oh, Highlander's coming on. And then like the fly is coming on after that. I was little. I was like, man, I really want to watch the fly. That sounds like such a cool movie, the fly. And he's like, but you got to sit through Highlander first. I was like, all right, just two hours. I'll sit through this (laughs) fucking movie. Highlander is great. And then I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. All right, but like the fly is coming up. And then like the fly came on. I was like, oh, like I have nightmares for years now. Uh, funny story. All right, continue. Again, that's just like life when like you couldn't watch what you wanted when you wanted to. You were like, yeah. You had to have you a time were, uh, schedule for sure. Yeah. You had yeah. to look at channel channel 19, like what's coming on at what time. I'm scrolling. Yeah. And yep. you can only see like an hour and a half. So it's like, but what's coming on in two and a half hours? The Lord only knows. Only they had, God knows. I was always like, yeah. I was like, they hadn't decided yet. They're <laughs> yeah, still, they're still in the, they're still in the back, uh, rolling <laughs> dice or yeah. throwing darts at a board. Trying to find the box that matched up with their contract, but they can't find the box. Yeah. All right. Well, looks like it's Dexter's lab again. <laughs> Dang it. All right. So, uh, that was Aaron's number two courage, the cowardly dog. And Alan, what's your number two? Um, my number two is uh, the first beagle on my list, and that is <laughs> Brain from Inspector Gadget. Good okay. answer. Good answer. I love it. No notes. Thank Perfect. you, buddy. Yeah, Beth, I love that, dude. Do that more. More. Like, do that more. Um, so, Brain was like the like a tertiary character in uh, in Inspector Gadget. He was Inspector Gadget's niece's dog, and well, Brain's job was was really just to keep Inspector Gadget alive. I assume so his <laughs> owner would have wind up in foster care and he wouldn't be euthanized. Um, <laughs> now, Brain was real good at his job. Uh, he had all sorts of communication equipment because if, if you guys haven't seen Inspector Gadget, which I assume if you haven't lived under a rock for 40 years, you've seen it. Um, or, you're under, or you're under the age of 31. I don't. I don't know. They had a live action movie, Inspector Gadget. With Matthew, I mean, like, Matthew Broderick. I took that into account. I'm sticking with 31. 31. Fair. Okay. Fair. But anyway, Brain kept Inspector Gadget alive. Inspector Gadget really bad at his job. Uh, brain pulling it out of the fire like spot for Hong Kong Fooey. Anyway, Brain, first beagle on the list, number two. <laughs> I like how you said it's the first beagle on the list. So it's got me wondering 
what's coming. I know, I know. Oh, I want to say it out loud, but I'm not going to. Uh, Alan's going to be like, I drew a picture of Gus and put a hat <laughs> on him and made him yeah. a lawyer. So that is my number one is the fictionalized version of Gus, which is here, a lawyer. Here's the fucked up thing is you are right that Alan would say that and Alan would oh, yeah. be right by saying it because it falls within the rules. Alan's mad right now because I ruined the, uh, <laughs> the surprise. You, you ruined the surprise <laughs> or now he thinks you're smarter than, it, than him in either way you win David Allen loses. <laughs> Go Pellies. Uh, but I, I will say, dude, I, I I liked Inspector Gadget. I didn't love it or anything like that. But I I, I, I saw that on some of the lists I was looking through on Google. And uh, like somebody on Reddit was like, no, no, you don't understand. He literally saves the day almost every episode. I was like, dude, he, every single he, episode. He, they, they, they show him a bunch in like the first five minutes. And they don't really show him a whole bunch. And they bring it back to the end. You're like, oh, that's right. Braid's here. Day saved all over. I, I really do like this answer. He's he's literally like stepping in front of things to keep them from hitting Inspector Gadget <laughs> in the face. Like he would, no, go ahead. would be dead a hundred times over if Brain wasn't just like out there tanking damage for him. <laughs> I like to think that like Inspector Gadget's about to walk into like an open like fucking sewer hole and Brain just throws his body across it and lets Inspector Gadget walk across it. It takes all this the pages exactly, so he doesn't fall into the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is exactly what happens. Like Gadget's like reading it text messages or something and just like, you know, walks right across very cost brain. But he's a good boy and he lets He's a good it. boy. He's a good boy. He loves Penny, dude. Loves uh-huh. him. He doesn't he doesn't save Inspector Gadget because he likes Inspector Gadget. He saves Inspector Gadget because Penny cares about him for some reason. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, he, he does because he knows that the foster the foster care system is is hell. Is bad. You know, yeah, he yeah, does, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to put her through that. And he's definitely like, going to a puppy mill. Yeah, you're right, man. There's there's external factors here I'm not really delving into. All right. Well, uh, I I did watch Inspector Gadget, but I don't remember anything about uh, anything that happens except for Inspector Gadget being an idiot. So I will pass it on to Bloodbath. That was Alan's number two uh, brain from Inspector Gadget. Note the first beagle on the list. uh, Bloodbath, (laughs) what's your number two? Uh, I'm going to go with Spunky from Rocco's Modern Life. Great answer. Great answer. Good one. Right. Uh, the type of dog Spunky is indeterminate. Unknown. <laughs> uh, he is little and white with some black spots. Uh, we're going to say he's uh, maybe he's like a schnauzer mix. It like a, maybe like a bulldog. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Just an unholy combination. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Look, some people like dogs that do things, dogs that hunt, dogs that uh, are like all like fancy and, and, and obey your commands and, and do tricks and, and really try and fucking impress you. Spunky is just a little fucking dough ball of affection. He doesn't want anything, doesn't have a lot of major story arcs, doesn't have a lot of ticks or quirks. He's not very aggressive. He's just this weird little creature that lives with a wallaby and a steer. That's it. He's a, uh, I don't know, man. He's just a little like puddle of, of shit. Kind of. 
Um, <laughs> not everybody has like a fancy dog. Not everyone's good at training dogs. Some of us have lived lives where we have just these little like turds for dogs. Like Aaron. Aaron had like nine turds in his house at one point in time. I had eight. Like, just, one of them was, was my best friend. All right. Who fell into the garbage dumpster? I don't know. <laughs> who, who ran their golf cart into another golf cart? <laughs> That's very funny. All right. All right. Backtrack. Uh, I love this. Spunky, definitely one of my honorable mentions, dude. I think it's very funny that you say, I mean, he's basically just like a prop. I'll always have that thing in my head where that guy, like his brain shoots out of his head and Spunky just starts eating his brain and just like gnawing. On. <laughs> yeah. That's what I remember most about Spunky is whatever like the, the MacGuffin is in the episode, whatever the important thing is in the episode spunky is gonna chew on it he wants to eat it yeah he's the most like a real dog and so so yeah. we have these uh we, we have this friend one, one of the girl's friends his name is kier and he has this dog named mojo and this dog's like 18 years old and it's like this little fucking chihuahua thing but him and spunky share one really funny characteristic which is where their tongues hang out of their mouth like at all times <laughs> and, and, and i and, and I've never seen that in real life until this dude Mojo started coming over to my house all the time. Love this guy. Quick shout outs to Mojo. But Spunky also has that characteristic that I find very, very cute. I, I love this answer, dude. Like I said, it's not, you, you, you're, you're right. If, if you're looking for like, you know, something to tell, oh, why? I know he's just a fucking stupid dog who eats things, but he's so cute and he loves his bastard. And I like that in a dog, dude. Agreed. I think he's like the most realistic dog on the list. He just likes sitting next to uh next to his master and you know lays on the floor until something's there for him to eat or chew on yeah exactly he's a dog just in there watching infomercials with rocco it's very yeah. funny <laughs> and just really digging it like just sitting there chewing on his nuts a little bit just uh having time <laughs> of his life that's that dog life baby mm -hmm. oh yeah all right so that was bloodbaths number two uh, Spunky from Rocco's Modern Life. My number one, we get into the number ones here. Uh, I have two big contenders and uh, let's go with, you know what? I'm going to go with Interceptor from Final Fantasy VI as my number one dog. Now, Good answer, Dave. Yeah, Aaron knows. But for those who have not played Final Fantasy VI, there's a ninja character in the game. His name is Shadow. Uh, fairly optional for most of the game to have Shadow in your party or not. But Shadow has a Doberman whose name is Interceptor, which is a very funny name for a dog. Interceptor, when you're fighting, you're just, you'll just be fighting with Shadow every now and then. And then sometimes Interceptor will jump in to block an attack for you or to go attack the enemies and just completely wreck their shit. Whatever's in front of you, if, if Interceptor decides to fight, uh, it's curtains for them. And then in the story, as you learn more about Shadow's character and backstory, uh, you find out that Shadow's kind of a piece of shit, uh, and you will have relationships between Shadow and other characters revealed to you because of how Interceptor reacts to people. Uh, there's like a bunch of uh, parts where Shadow's like 
do not touch the dog. He'll rip your face off. And then he tells this, he tells this to a little girl, uh, don't touch the dog. He'll rip your face off. And Interceptor goes in as just best friends with her for a couple hours of the story. And that um, means something once you find out more about their their backstories. So uh, for story purposes, for one of the coolest characters in Final Fantasy VI, and then also for battle utility, I'm going to go with Interceptor. Also for the name, uh, I don't have the I don't have the cojones to name my own dog Interceptor. It's a really badass name. Uh, and I wish I could be uh, as cool as Shadow. So that's my number one. You gotta, you, you can't name your kid or your dog something that's four syllables. That is it's social yeah. suicide. It's too much. <laughs> Animals should have one syllable names. I, 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 I love this answer. Uh, the, uh, when you were talking about your uh, number three, uh, which would have been Shadow from Homeward Bound, all I could think was, gotta wait for Shadow got away for shadow and then yep. i thought of interceptor and i was like oh that's really cute and then you said interceptor uh let's be completely frank here the the best maybe video game dog of all time you know that was that was a couple of things that one of the things i was like floating around on my list was interceptor uh but when interceptor decides to jump into battle and help you out very effectively i might add i also like to imagine when he's not doing that he's like spunky where he's just over to the side like deciding if he wants to eat an animal's shit or if he doesn't what's going to say he's the, like chewing <laughs> on a boot or something yeah, exactly dude so he's still doing like actual dog stuff but not nah, love this answer i uh we could talk forever about file fancy but this is the best video game dog it, probably yeah there's a there are a lot of video game dogs in the listener top threes not one mention of interceptor and shame on you Listeners. Yeah, I think you should Shame shut down you. the. I think you should shut down the Discord server. Christy <laughs> and Stormageddon can stay. Chris Nelson's got to go, dude. I don't like that guy, man. <laughs> here, here. So uh, that was my number one interceptor from Final Fantasy VI. Aaron, what is your number one? I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Brian Griffin is my number yeah. one. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I. Yeah, clearly Brian Griffin. Nah, I, I, Brian Griffin is my favorite character in Family Guy. I love Family Guy. Uh, one of the things, I mean, he's a very funny character. He holds the same sort of sensibilities that I do. He's a, he, he's a failed creator of some kind who probably drinks a little bit more than he should. He means well, but he finds himself in weird situations, blah, blah, blah. What I have always or what I've seen, like when Seth MacFarlane has talked about Family Guy is that like Brian is an extension of himself. He writes Brian as himself. And to me, I think that's like what separates him from other characters on Family Guy is like Seth MacFarlane is putting himself into this role as Brian Griffin. This is this this is me. (laughs) I'm going to make myself the dog, which is actually very funny now that I think about it in that context. But uh yeah, I, I I love Family Guy. Brian's my favorite character in Family Guy, uh, and I I think all the at least at least the 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 most meaningful episodes of that show to me are always the ones that uh, heavily involve whatever Stewie and Brian are doing at the same time. I think they're basically like the only voices of reason. Or anytime you get some real like sincerity out of that show, 
And uh, <laughs> the other thing I really like about Brian is every once in a while they'll throw you a, oh, hey, he's a dog joke. You know, yeah, so there's yeah. there's like, they're like in the back of a van one time and they were all sitting around talking and Brian's just like walking around like a fucking idiot. They're like, Brian, what the hell's wrong with you? And he's like, I'm a dog. I don't do well in cars. And he's like <laughs> stumbling around. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pine on it too, too long. I, he, he's my favorite. He, he's one of my favorite cartoon characters ever created. Um, so I had to go Brian Griffin from Family Guy. Number one. Yeah, that my favorite part about Brian, like Brian's kind of like the the straight man character with, you know, Stewie, because he spends a ton of time with Stewie in that show. But then with Peter and everybody else who are just maniacs, Brian's like the voice of reason. Sometimes he's also not the voice of reason a lot of times, but uh the funniest part about his character is that sometimes like, cause he's like, he's the smartest of the Griffins other than Stewie sometimes, you know? So like maybe they'll be having like a conversation and he's like being very well-spoken and eloquent and all of that. And then someone turns on a vacuum cleaner and he just loses his shit because he's a dog. And it's really funny every time. Cause they don't, they really like, at least I don't know how it is now or in later seasons, but like they used to really space those jokes out so that you could forget that he is actually a dog. But then when they hit you with it, it's great. And standing in the car. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, dude, just him walking back and forth like an idiot. I I don't remember the exact point, but there was a joke. Like he was like hitting on a chick, and she said something, and his response was like, "Oh, I was just eating poop a second ago, or something." Like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 very funny. I do like how the world treats him like the way we're viewing him. Like the world looks at him as both a as mostly a human, but also a dog it just he's just he's he's my favorite character in that show and dave's right he's the voice of reason but with any good character and any good voice of reason they're gonna have flaws and blah 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 i i like brian i think he's a a very well-written fictional dog number one yeah 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 it's funny i didn't even consider him at all yeah he's very underrepresented in the listener top threes i didn't really think of brian but yeah, you're right. Wow. Well, and let's think about it. it. Family Guy is not what it was. When we were in high school, Family Guy was the biggest fucking thing, right? And it was so big that it's now carried over. Like they're they're still making new episodes, if I'm not mistaken, but nobody ever looks at it as like, you know, they they'll they'll never put it on the same tier that you'll put like The Simpsons or, you know, any of those other like upper echelon, like long time, like, you know, part of the, you know consciousness of what is a great cartoon i think a lot of that has to do with like seth mcfarland doesn't really work on the show anymore but that but there's a good five or six year stretch where that show was really really good so you know yeah yeah. i understand why people don't you know jump on hey family guy is one of the greatest cartoons of all time it totally is yeah it it definitely if you you want to talk about like taking a show during its peak and just like stacking them up against each other or alongside each other. The peak of family guy is as, as funny as any like cartoon I've ever seen, I think. So, uh, good pick Brian Griffin, number one. Uh, so that was Aaron's number one, Alan, what is your number one? What, uh, what beagle do you got for us? Well, I bet when, uh, when you guys heard the topic was fictional dogs, he thought, well, we aren't going to hear anything about, uh, 
you know, World War One flying ace or, <laughs> you know, the masked marvel, the Easter beagle, Joe Cool. Joe uh, Cool, the baby. Original Joe Cool, the actual Joe Cool. That is Snoopy, the beagle. Good answer. Objectively, the best fictional dog of all time. I, for real, there was Um, a part of me where I was like, Alan's going to say Shiloh. Do you remember those books? Do you remember the Shiloh? (laughs) I was like, Alan's going to say Shiloh. I forgot Snoopy was a beagle. My number one honorable mention, by the way, Alan. Good answer. Oh, Snoopy's great. I mean, Snoopy did everything. Um, He has performed every job whether it be as an inanimate object like a weather vane or a weather man, um, he can do whatever. Uh, he has enemies, long running enemies. Uh, he's been around for almost a hundred years, right? I think it's been like ninety well, years. You got to go. Like, when was the last like peanuts like new thing created? I mean, did they have a Peanuts movie recently? Yeah, like last year. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's... Yeah, like, 100 uh, years. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Close to it. Um, yeah, uh, Snoopy's just uh, an incredible character and also happens to be a beagle, which is objectively the best kind of dog. Uh, so if you haven't uh, seen any of... Snoopy's movies, I'd recommend. Body of work. Uh, yeah, I'd recommend, <laughs> you know, like, God, getting a fucking life. And then uh, watching, I, you know, like the Easter Beagle is coming up. So, you know, prep for that. Get a Beagle. And also... Get a Beagle. Um, right I want to take this opportunity to say, if you really do like Beagles, you know, maybe go ahead and write your Congress people. Because in the United States, there are thousands of beagles that are used every year uh, to test products uh, beadlessly. Uh, and so just, you know, if you wanted uh, to... Here we go again. Oh, that, my God. I mean, yawn. Boring. You know, Jesus Christ. You know, said thousands of dogs a year. They die. Like, do you know, like they pump poison into, yeah. into these dogs' stomachs just to yeah. see what it does. Just to Ohio. see what happens if some asshole drinks, uh, you know, hand soap. Uh-huh. They do yeah. that. Like it's oh, Ohio it's state's under uh, Ohio state's under scrutiny right now for their use of uh, of what people would consider pets in their scientific experiments. Yeah, it's a real it's thing. Probably, doing that forever. It's probably no, beagle. They they have been, but f- but fuck you, Dave. All right, let me talk <laughs> my shit. Doing that forever. I read one scientific thing this month. All right, dude. Let's talk about it. <laughs> First of all, I, was, uh, I knew, month, I knew so. that since you used the word scrutiny, I knew you'd read a news uh, headline. He's thrown a couple big words. He used scrutiny. What did you use this a minute ago? Accoutrement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, I didn't. But it's very funny that you're like, oh, you read the word scrutiny recently, and you're like, you know what that word means. Slide it in somewhere. <laughs> I mean, you used it correctly. Yeah, Aaron great. A word a day. I agree with Aaron you. got a word a day calendar. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I, I'm going to be that guy, but I will be that guy who sees a word on Reddit. And I'm like, slide that in with the hot girl. All right. Back to Snoopy. Love Snoopy. Everything you said is right. Peanuts is a wonderful cartoon. We don't talk about comics that much in here, but Peanuts is one of the good ones. Uh, we didn't mention uh, the is Broadway. Snoop Dogg got his name? 
That's correct. Uh, that's correct. Uh, I almost called you Dave twice. That's correct, Dave. Uh, that's where Snoop Dogg got his name from. And also, we didn't talk about the 99 uh, Broadway revival of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, uh, which is a wonderful musical. And Snoopy like, has. How could the, we forget? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how. But then I was like, that's why I'm here. And uh, Snoopy has the best part in that musical, too. Two best songs. There's like 15 songs in the show. He has the two best ones. Snoopy's a great answer, Alan. Could have been Michael Bumpus. We, 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 we probably could, could have, have Michael Bumpus, Snoopy. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys not Michael Bumpsing Snoopy. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have picked him. He's dumb, but like I can understand why a lot of people would. <laughs> because it gave he me just, an opportunity to tell everybody. Just praising him to like, hey, he's dumb. Go to HumaneSociety.org and, and tell the USDA to, uh, to start checking out these animal labs. Make sure they treat the beagles right. Start, start calling your senators, man. Every five minutes, they'll listen eventually. Yeah, follow them home from work. Do what you got to do. You can do it. It's a free country. <laughs> Yell the, the elites don't want you to know, but you can do it. You, <laughs> you can, can steal their shoes, too. <laughs> you can follow anybody, dude. As long as you're not on their property, you can start Finders a fire. keepers rules apply. <laughs> you, can start, you can't start a fire, bro. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just still arson. Alan, back me up on this. No, you know, Bloodbath's right. Bloodbath's right. I won't challenge him. All right. So that was Alan's number one. Snoopy. Uh, which I'm kind of surprised we're just hearing about for the first time here. But alas, Bloodbath, what's your number one? Uh, my number one, I saw one person mention it so far uh, in the listener responses. Uh, my number one is going to be from the show Bluey, and that is going to be Bandit Healer, the dad from Bluey. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't have children, small children or Disney, uh, Bluey is an Australian uh, children's show with, involving a family of uh, Australian blue healers. Uh, and it's just delightful. Like, it is of, of kids' shows, this, I think, will stand the test of time. This is a great fucking show. I watch it even when my kid doesn't want to watch it. It's just fucking fantastic. Um, you know, it's it's still extremely different than shows when, when that were made animated shows that were made when we were children were definitely more geared towards adults. than we realized this show is very much geared to kids, but it's also very much geared to adults. Like to the point where like lots of episodes are borderline making you cry. A lot of episodes are extremely funny, like funny for like adults, not adult humor, but just only things that adults would like find funny. Uh, Bandit is the father. He's great. He is, no joke, I think the best, like, I wish I could be as good as de- of a dad as this cartoon dog is. Like, he is, like, the, like, definition of a good dad. And uh, it's also funny, he's he's very much millennial. He's, like, a hip, like, he's, like, a hipster dad. Um, I don't know, just the way they've crafted his character, he's, he's just really funny. Um, I don't know, man, like, Bandit Healer, like, it, just go watch the show. I know there's a lot of you guys out there that don't have kids. It is a kid's show. It's teaching them morals and, and, and values, but like, damn, if it's not a good fucking show, like everyone should check it out. That's gotta be one of those like really cool things about being a parent is like, cause so you're always going to want to be like, well, when I was a little kid, I watched this. So I'm going to make sure my little kid watches this too. So it's always gotta be like one of those like really cool surprises when like your kids like, no, I want to do this. And you're like, 
oh shit, you can barely speak English, but you and I are on the same page right here. Like, let's watch this shit. I feel like it's it's uh like I said, I I've I've seen some because it was like pretty popular when uh my brother was was really young. I think the one time that I hang out that I hung out with Bloodbath and his kid. Uh, she was just watching <laughs> fucking Bluey in the background while we talked about stuff. Um, but I, I, I think it, one one comparison that I think I can make to is like something like Rugrats. Like I know the Rugrats is one of those shows that was like geared towards children, but like adults could still watch it and see something in it to hold their attention as well. So I'm not, I, I don't know anything about this guy. I, I don't know anything about Blue Healers, uh, and I barely like Australia. Uh, but I, I, I like this answer. <laughs> Bloodbath. There, there, there's a reason behind it. It's, it's not like a, well, he's this or he's this or he's this. It's like, a, no, this is a connection between me and my daughter that we have. And that's what makes this cool. And I, and I love that. They are. They are. It just came out, I believe. There is a Bluey video game for the Nintendo Switch. I might buy a Nintendo Switch just to play the video game. Like That's how right, like, good I think the show is. I'll give you my Nintendo Switch, dude. Don't buy one. You can have mine. Yeah. Counterpoint. He should buy one, but that Bluey game got some of the worst reviews of any game that came out last year. It's, However, if if Autumn is playing it, then it might not matter because yeah. little kids, little kids like anything as long as something they like is in it. You know that is, that is correct, dude. That's why there's so, that's why you see that's why there's seventy SpongeBob games. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Do, so I haven't watched Bluey, but uh, I will say. Bluey has like a 100% approval rate among like anyone who's ever watched it. I mm-hmm. feel like I have never talked to anyone or heard or read any conversation where anyone is just like, ah, Bluey's fine. I can take it or leave it. Like everybody's like, no, this is like legitimately great. Uh, this is, this is great art for children. It's fantastic. Well, dude, rat rat boy talks about how he, he likes bluey inside. It's either rat boy yeah, or Craig. Everybody. They, I, yeah, I'm but not, I'm like, I'm not saying, I'm not joking when I say everybody, yeah, like, everyone loves you what there are so many episodes of, of, cause it's, it's a classic kind of like, um, kids cartoon. There's two like short stories per episode. Like there are some that are like done. So like, artistically like the way they're shot and composed like there's lots of episodes that don't even have dialogue and it's just like they're crafted so well it's like watching like an art film like you're like jesus that's Christ, cool like, for fucking kids and it's not yeah. in the, the it's not it appeals to adults not even because of like the relatability just like because it's just so like well done i don't know how like you just have to watch it to get what i'm saying it's not like oh that's a you know here's a joke about a mortgage. Cause like parents are watching this show. Like that's not what it is. It's something like way deeper than that. Like it's, it's bizarre how good they made this show for kids. Yeah. Dave's right. Hey, hey, across the board, everybody's about that show. Yep. All right. So, uh, number one for bloodbath was bandit from bluey. We'll do our lightning round. Honorable mentions here. Uh, I have, some honorable mentions, quite a few. So bear with me here. Uh, first of all, uh, honorable mention to Sif from the Dark Souls, uh, from Dark Souls, Dark Souls One, uh, Sif the Wolf, and uh, other honorable mentions, uh, including Airbud uh, playing basketball, uh, Airbud playing football, Airbud playing soccer, uh, Airbud from baseball playing baseball, and then finally Airbud. Uh, playing volleyball 
So all of my uh, honorable mentions there. Aaron, how about you? David, you took all my airbud answers. No, I, <laughs> pretty much all of mine have been uh, have been come up with. I have uh, dog meat from Fallout Four and uh, Zero, Jack Skellington's ghost dog from A Nightmare Before Christmas. Other than that, yeah, Spunky, Snoopy, already taken off the board. So, uh, yeah, yeah, love dog meat. Great, great companion you, in Fallout Four. You- you cut out there. What was Zero Jack Skellington's? Zero is Jack Skellington's dog from A Nightmare Before Christmas, and he was very cute. He floated around. He was a little ghost dog. Okay, hell yeah. And Alan? Uh, I have Scooby-Doo, uh, Dino from the Flintstones. Wow, good Ruby, answer. Underdog. Uh, Goofy. Uh, Mr. Peabody from Simon and Peabody. Good answer. And, uh, I'm putting the hyenas from the Lion King. I don't. I don't care that they're not dogs. I'm putting them. Now they're dogs. Uh, we we let Oi be Michael Bumpus. Yeah. The hyenas can count. <laughs> also, <laughs> we'll also be Alan and Cheech Marin. Weird. Did also, the Alan. That. Uh, Goofy is a cow. What? No, he's not. No, he's what not. Are you, what are you Goofy's not a about? cow. Goofy's not a no, cow. Wait, not, is he a cow? Is he a cow? Hold on. Time out. Time out. <laughs> he's Blumat's, not a cow. Blumat's doing that thing where he says <laughs> something ridiculous and then he's like, eh, look it up uh, if you want to. I'm going to call my mom. Hold on. No, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to type in, is Goofy a dog? Is Goofy? <laughs> so the answers are, is Goofy a dog or a dog? Is Goofy a dog or a mouse? Is Goofy a dog <laughs> or a cat? Is Goofy a dog Reddit? So no cows so far. Rough bloodbath. Uh, is Go- <laughs> well, don't click on any of those. Don't find an answer. <laughs> and... All right. Uh, bloodbath. Honorable mentions. Sorry. Sorry. It doesn't say uh, he's a cow anymore. Ren from Ren and Snippy. All right. That's it. Fair Good enough. answer. Just Ren. Okay, so we'll get into our listener responses for this episode. We've got quite a few. Uh, shocker, there are a lot of fictional dog lovers out there. Uh, most of these responses come from our Discord server, so if you'd like to be a part of that and be a part of the greater community of top three enjoyers and uh, people who want to come in and talk about video games, movies, uh, life, show us uh, pictures of your pets, show us what you're cooking all kinds of stuff like that. Feel free to join our Discord server. There's an invite link down in the show notes. And then we have some uh, from our Facebook page as well. So uh, we will get started with Chris C., who's a patron from the Retro Hangover podcast, former guest on the show. What up, Chris? Uh, Chris's number three is Rush from Mega Man. Number two, Courage, the Cowardly variety. And number one, Fenrir from Norse Mythology. Uh, good list. Chris didn't think of uh, didn't think of Fenrir, uh, but that's a good call. That is a good answer. And I did never played Mega Man, but I know the dog in it has armor. That's pretty sweet. Oh, Next yeah. up, we have Chris D, a patron from a novel console podcast. Number three, Otachi from Pikmin Four. Number two, Moss from Pikmin Four. And number one, Otachi but with a leaf on his tail from Pikmin 4. So what I'm going to go ahead and say is that Chris D uh, has never felt the sweet, sweet embrace of a loving woman. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm glad you guys, if you guys didn't laugh, it would have sounded mean, which is just good. good it, that, that's good air either way, but I'm glad you guys laughed. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
We need all that empty air after someone tells a joke. People love that. <laughs> People love that. <laughs> someone start making the rim shot noise. Don't edit it in, <laughs> Dave. Just someone make it with their mouth. That's bloodbath. That's bloodbath's department. Oh. Okay. I know. Well, we're waiting up, for bloodbath. Yep. I was. I was hoping. Next up is Randall, who is a patron, whose number three is Scooby Doo because he is a m- person of taste. And uh, number two, Dean, I don't know what that is, from House Moving Castle. Uh, number one, Dog Meat, which I initially thought said Dong Meat um, from <laughs> Fallout. Uh, and honorable mention, Santa's Little Helper from The Simpsons. Good list, Randall. Good list. Santa's mm-hmm. Yes. That's what he said. <laughs> what, what did you oh, say? Oh, no. <laughs> Bloodbath's position is under attack. He sounded like uh, <laughs> like his his platoon was under attack in Vietnam, guys. He was cutting out. There's too many of them. Santa's helper. Oh, where'd he go, buddy? <laughs> oh, right. Is he gone? Gone? I, yeah, he's I he's been, he's, he's <laughs> dropped the call like four times. We got the clock out noise. Yeah, damn. That's what he gets for living with like. Nine people probably all on the internet one fucking time. I mean, also, he could probably upgrade from the same IBM computer I had in 1995 teaching me how to read in elementary school. He could probably in that. the house is just uh, Bitcoin mining. <laughs> I was going to say, everyone in the house is playing Mavis Beacon, teaches typing. Yeah, that's a- taking up all the bandwidth. It sucks, Dave, because that's very a very funny joke, but Bitcoin Mighty is a better joke. You're, <laughs> you're both very funny. Ooh, boy. All right, next up, we have Chris. Mm. Uh, <laughs> number three is Poogee from The Simpsons. Number two is Scooby-Doo from Scooby-Doo. Number one is Ace the Bat from the Ace the Bat Hound from something or another. And Question is red 13 question mark question mark question all right well red 13 is from final fantasy 7 but uh, oh, i, I think thought. the question is is red 13 a dog doesn't count right so i i would and I'm i actually feel Google dumb it. yeah well he's a wolf he's like a wolf isn't he right isn't that what he is he's he's he's, he's like a He's like a. He looks more like a lion to me. Yeah, actually, you might be right about that. He looks just like yeah, like like a skinny lion. That's actually a good point. Oh Red yeah, 13, that does not look like a dog. That yeah, that you're right. Like I actually, lion. I actually do think that he's a cat. I actually think they make jokes about him being a cat in the original game too, like in some Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, but what I will say is, I love thir- I, I love Red Thirteen, Chris N. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rail into you here. Ace the Bat Hound. Uh, see, I thought that this would be associated with Batman somehow. And it looks like it was sometimes, but he seems to also be just like his own superhero dog character. Like he's not only in Batman stuff, uh, including being in a movie called, what was that movie called? The DC League of Super Pets, which was released <laughs> in 2022. So hell yeah, Chris. All right, so uh, awesome. Chris also a father of young children. I, yeah, I, I think that's where that's coming from. Yeah, yeah, but also Chris, giant nerd. So 
Yeah, yeah straight up. Going from there too. Uh, Matt, aka Stormageddon, is next. Matt is a patron from the Fun and Games Screen Snark and Reignite podcasts. Uh, their number three is Torgol from Final Fantasy 16. Torgol is a good boy. You're right. Uh, number two, Polter Pup from Luigi's Mansion. And number one, Pork Chop <laughs> from Doug, which did not come up in any of our lists. Wow. Uh, pork Chop is, is a good boy. Which so we all have to admit because we all forgot about Pork Chop, right? I, we, I didn't forget. True. I read all the listener top threes, but I had to talk about my boy Interceptor. <laughs> Fair point. Fair right. Pork Chop is a great answer, Matt. That's a great answer. Who didn't want that igloo, though? Bro, and then they'll they'll show him, like, inside <laughs> of the igloo, and he's, like, wearing, like, a suede robe and, like, making yeah. a fucking martini <laughs> and just pork watching television. Fuck. Yeah, dude, pork chop fucks for real. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we have Charlie, a patron. Blue from Blue's Clues, who I floated around. Uh, Blue's a girl and Magenta is the boy. You know, they were just way, way, uh, way ahead of the time on gender roles, and I respect them for it. Number two, Copper from The Fox and the Hound. That's a terrible movie, Charlie. I don't like that. Number one is Seymour <laughs> from Seymour from Futurama, which is a great answer. This is the saddest episode of television, yeah, maybe of say all the time. saddest episode of TV ever made. Like, yeah. like, like, thanks, all, thanks, Charlie. Yeah, no, and and I actually thought about this. And I was just like, well, it's a one episode dog, but that might be the greatest episode of Futurama. Honorable mention: Spunky, uh, Ruckus Martin Life, Akamaru Naruto. I refuse to accept that as real. And Milo from The Mask. I remember it's a it's a little Jack Russell, isn't it? Isn't that what's in the mask? Bloodbath is the mask expert here. <laughs> Come on, yes. Bloodbath. Jack Russell with a crazy mask on. Thank you. Thank you. Good list. <laughs> oh, that's right. The dog does put the mask on at some mm, point in the It's movie. very funny. Yeah. yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we have Jeff, formerly Jer, patron and longtime listener of the podcast, whose number three is Porkchop again. And uh, mm-hmm. number two, Hercules, a.k.a. The Beast from Sandlot. Great answer. Good answer. Also, surprised we haven't heard that one. And then oh, number one is Daisy, the cute little beagle puppy from John Wick, who is not only the most adorable thing ever, but whose final adorable act of life was to crawl over and cuddle her human, making her ultimately responsible for bringing John out of retirement and therefore becoming the catalyst for bringing down an enormous, an enormous international crime syndicate over the course of four blockbuster movies, which revived the careers of not only Keanu Reeves, but <laughs> dozens of stunt and practical effects crew members in the process. Good puppy. Was a good puppy. Um, mm-hmm. Honorable mention, Falcor, the never-ending story. Oh, I thought that was the end. No, that's no, not fair. the end. Wow, no, we have an incredible amount. Let's not let's not let Alan's confusion detract from the fact that Falcor is a luck dragon and dragons aren't dogs, Jerf. <laughs> you fucking lose, my guy. I know it took uh, you 13 minutes to type that out, but that's a dragon and you lose. <laughs> the the answer from John Wick is good. That is a very cute. Like it's they, hard they, to they did a beagle. Can you imagine the casting call they did to find the cutest beagle puppy to put uh-huh. in the movie? Just think about that. That's Alan's version of heaven. I've never seen John Wick, but I've seen the never ending story and Falcor is a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you see him with furry eyebrows and shit, 
Jerf throws these answers in hopes that the that like somebody's drinking and it's them that has to talk about it. And I'm gonna tell you, Jerf, <laughs> do your research. You're correct. It's a, it's a luck dragon. I'm sorry, this has gone too far. I'm very mad about the Falcorn. I'm very mad about that. <laughs> I'm very, very mad about that. All right, next up we have Doug, a Patreon from the Nostalgium Arcade podcast. He is Bandit Healer from Bluey. That's right. He knows what's up. Number two is Ren from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> That's also good. Number one, Shadow from Homeward Bound. Except- yeah, yeah, good yeah, list. Doug, Go- Doug golf also, clap, also a parent. I feel like every parent has an unspoken understanding that Bluey is the best. <laughs> it's very cool. Nod, nah, jack <laughs> off to it. <laughs> Yes. Well, moving on. Uh, next is Jake, a.k.a. Zolgeek, who's a patron. Thank you, Jake. Number three, Snoopy. Number two, Courage. And number one, Scooby-Doo, only if taking into account the mis- that Mystery Incorporated uh, run of the show, which implies that the reason he understands human speech and is so smart is because he's descended somehow from an elder god. What the fuck version no. of Scooby Doo did you no, watch? No, that, that makes sense. How do dogs talk? How does he understand them? How do they understand him? It's 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 the mechanics of a godlike being, right? I I, I get that. Mm. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, is, I can't. Is I can't Hong Kong Kui also a god? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. You can't speak to animals without magic, dude. Come on. All right. Next up, we have Jenny a patron from the wordlessly podcast number three, Charlie Barkin from all dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven. One and two are both very good movies. Uh, number two, Kojak from the stand. And I'm trying to remember who I'm try, trying to remember who that is. You guys read the stand, right? Whose dog is that? I did. I don't remember Kojak either. I don't either. And part of me is like the stand so long ago. Yeah. It's and gotta either like, be Stan or the judge or something. Right. Well, my thought is, is like it may, maybe maybe they're talking about like Cujo from 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 the but I'm like no, they seem smart, so they have to be right. No, they're, they're, so who they're is, definitely talking no, about. Yeah. So who is who is it? I I don't remember. But uh, bonus point. I don't remember him either way. Jenny, we all love the stand here. Great answer. Uh, number one. <laughs> Apparently, we don't love it enough to know dude, what the dog I, is. Dude, I read that thirteen hundred page book when I was twenty four. Dude, I do not remember most <laughs> of it. Uh, but Jenny, a beautiful patron from the Wordlessly podcast, uh, their number one is Night Eyes from the Realm of the Elder Ring series, which confuses me as much as Kojak. I, I do. I do not know what that is, but I trust you. All right, so, oh, so I'm looking at the so wiki. Kojak, yeah, yep. Let's do so it. So Kojak was the dog that <laughs> stayed with Stu when he bro- or with Stan when he broke his leg. Ah, oh, when he broke his leg, I remember because that was because uh, he was all by himself at the end there. I don't remember exactly, but no, it was Stu, right? So it was or was it? It was Stu. It was Stan. It was Stu. It was yeah. Stu. Um, and it was when um when Glenn was attacked by the wolves. I don't know if you remember that, but Randall Flag sent wolves at Glenn and mm-hmm. Kojak fought him off. That's cool. That's cool. And he stayed, he was like, what was he was like trying to come back to this? This doesn't matter. I know what you're talking about. And that seems very sad. That's yeah, a good also, boy. So yeah, he picked a good him boy. up over in New Hampshire and, and Kojak traveled with him. Mm-hmm. Also, according to the wiki, Kojak's original name was Big Steve, <laughs> which is a great name for a dog. Awesome name for a dog. The next one of us gets the dog, Big Steve. Big Steve's the name, name right? Big Steve. Yeah, <laughs> AKA Kojak. 
yeah i was i was thinking like if if hua and i ever get another dog uh because like i named rookie like hua might want to name the next dog you know something something that yeah something that works a little bit better like when speaking korean but no, I, it's got to be Big Steve now. Big Steve. <laughs> this is why he's my favorite author, because he comes up with names like Big Steve. That's so funny. I'm kind of crying. That's very funny. Yeah, it's really good. Kojak uh, lived through the whole damn thing in the stand. Yeah, yep. He's a G. Yep. Big Steve is yep. a fucking G. <laughs> yeah. Of course he did. Uh, are you talking about my man's Big Steve? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Alan, I think you have the next one. All right, let me let me find it. All right, next up is cake with a silent Z. Cupcake. Uh, no, that, patron. That pause was very funny. <laughs> 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 trying to trying to figure it out, y'all. Uh, number three, courage, cowardly. Um, probably the dog. We talked about him. Uh, number two, Scooby Doo. Talked about him as well. Not sure if he's immortal, I guess. Number one, Gromit. Wallace and Gromit. Great answer. Loved cheese, I think. Honorable <laughs> mention, Blue from Blue's Clues. Gone over Jake from Adventure Time. Don't know what that is. I read it on a bunch of lists, though. Probably funny. Wishbone. Good answer. So Good Someone answer. Through Wishbone out. Probably mm-hmm. the best answer that we didn't speak about at all. Um, that, that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't have, I didn't, I had cable growing up, so I didn't watch like nerd shows on PBS. Right. I watched cool kid cartoons. Um, watch scrambled porn on the spice channel. <laughs> yes, sir. <Yeah. laughs> yes, sir. That's um, 2002, but- baby. But wishbone's great. Taught kids to uh to love literature, same way that reading Rainbow taught them how to love to read. Love two thousand two, baby. Dogs in costumes. He yeah, he always had hats. That was the cool thing. He, <laughs> his costume was always accented by a hat. Love wishbone. Another Jack Russell. Very true. All right, man. And uh, next we have Adam, aka Desba. Number three, Red Thirteen from Final Fantasy VII. Number two, Dog Meat from Fallout series, specifically four. And number one, Rush from Mega Man. Again, Red Thirteen. I'm not buying it. He's, he's the not cat. a dog. He's a cat. I, I I I had the oh he's a dog. Looked at a picture. That's a cat. Uh, love the dog meat answer. Um, and Dave, I'm very jealous you get to do the next list because this next person's number three is maybe the best answer I didn't think of. <laughs> well, uh, that next person is John uh, from the Video Game Lounge podcast. I think Video Game Lounge is on a bit of a hiatus, but podcasts are always there if you want to listen to it. Uh, so John's number three is Slinky Dog from Toy Story. Number two is Bolt. And number one is Ren from Ren and Stimpy. Uh, and then honorable mention, the dog from Up. Uh, yep. I don't remember that. Its name. Uh, I do it's, remember. It, it, its name is Doug. I think. I, I oh, think its name that, is Doug. I, I, I think okay. that's its name. Yeah. I was like, is it Doug, or did I just? Can I just not type? <laughs> no, okay. no. So it was I, a golden retriever, right? Yep. And yeah. uh, I, I love the slinky dog answer. I almost set like put Bolt on my honorable mentions. 
that was like a free movie I went to when I was at OU that they just would play in the student center or whatever. But I went and I saw it because I was bored and very high. That was a good movie. I like I liked Bolt. Was Bolt Tom Cruise? If it was, I don't like it as much. But it was a good movie. <laughs> I do not know. Yep, yeah, and I'm back with my turn. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have Nomad from the Retro Wildlands podcast. <laughs> no, no, that's number three. Is Spuds, Spuds, oh, that's so funny. Is Spuds McKenzie a dog that preached sin and debauchery by drinking beer and looking fucking, <laughs> looking fucking cool as hell, dog? Uh, number number two is DD Diamond Dog from Metal Gear Solid Five. He named uh, uh, Nomad named his real dog after that. It's a great name. Uh, number one, Wishbone, the talking dog that taught me more about history than school ever did. And you're right. It did, Nomad. Good list. Uh, Spuds McKenzie is such a <laughs> It's very funny. How, how did I not think about the Spuds McKenzie? Such a good answer. There's an ad for, yeah, for Spuds McKenzie selling Bud Light. And it's just him, like, at, uh, like, a tap pouring himself a glass of Bud Light, looking all cool. He's got a Hawaiian shirt on. Funniest part is like he doesn't have opposable thumbs, so the 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 fact that he's like using a tap is already funny to me. That <laughs> oh, already yeah. is comedic gold. <laughs> yeah. And oh, uh, that reminded me. So when I read this from Nomad, it reminded me Brian Regan has this um, stand up like mini special he did where he just tells this like eighteen minute story about how he had a job opening on this traveling road show with Spuds McKenzie. And he talks about how terrible and demeaning of a job it was for him to be a stand-up comedian opening for a dog. <laughs> hey man, hey man, you, you got to stack your paper somehow, dude. What are you? What are you gonna oh, yeah. go work at Walmart, bro? No, you got a dream, dude. Open for Spuds McKenzie. That's yeah. I, I, link me that in the uh, group chat, Dave. I'd very much yeah. like to see that bit for sure. Yeah. Next up is Chris Taylor from the Lightning Strikes Thrice podcast whose number three is kodiak from friends at the table i don't i don't know kodiak i'll i'll look it up uh <laughs> number two whatever the robo wolf for metal gear rising revengeance's name is that sounds like a robot but i guess his name is wolf uh and number one <laughs> three dog from fallout three which is different than dog meat we heard about it earlier. <laughs> That's correct, Alan. Also, I was just thinking, when I heard Robot Dog, all I could think was that Robot Dog from that episode of South Park where Cartman goes into the future, and he's like, I love you, Eric. Bark, bark. And, Car- and Cartman's like, ah, stuck my balls, K-12. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we have Kozak. Um, number three, Courage the Cowardly One. Number two, Balto. Number one, Akamaru from Arturo. And I would mention Scrappy Doo. Good list. Good list. Why does it sound like Bloodbaths on Fast Forward? Does anybody else? Yeah. Does it sound like he's on Fast Forward? Yeah, it's definitely Bloodbaths internet struggling. I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad. I think it sounds very cool. I want to know how to do that so that I always talk like that. Well, next up is <laughs> the Artful Scruff. Artful Scruff's number three is Amaterasu from Okami, but also from Japanese folklore, but was the main character in the game Okami. Uh, number two, the two dogs from John Wick 3, the German Shepherds, Halle Berry's dogs. And number one, <laughs> Sif from Dark Souls. What do you mean by Halle Berry's dogs? 
Well, you see, in John Wick 3, Halle Berry is in the movie and she has two German shepherds. So that's oh, what I mean. Okay, cool. A simple explanation. Number or, uh, <laughs> Next up, we have Darth Pert. Uh, no affiliation. Number three is Daisy from John Wick. Number two is Idifix Idif- from Asterix and Obelisk. And number one is Muttley from Wacky Races. Mm. I gotta be honest, I have no idea who you two <laughs> what are different. I fucking love Muttley. Right, yeah, what is that? I've never heard of that. Have you? Did you guys watch Wacky Races? You probably didn't because you hadn't no. watched um, Hong Kong Fooey and stuff oh. like that. So Wacky Races was like a combination of all of these various cartoon characters from different shows. Um like villains and good guys and they'd all race um and so they'd have their own themed vehicles and the the episode would just be them pulling kooky hijinks their cars would all do like funny stuff like shoot oil and um and things like that uh, that yeah, does sound like funny. funny stuff i feel so it stupid for funny. not watching it you do so it was it was all like the <laughs> Hanna-Barbera cartoon characters like we're we're all very clear about like you you're you're very very dumb and you don't hold uh, yeah, I, you. I, I did not and, watch Hanna-Barbera of the dumbest yeah man I mean have you ever been to Hanna-Barbera land at King's Island it is yeah, a jam yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand it at all because I never watched Hanna-Barbera. Because you never watched it. I was like, oh, there's that gorilla in suspenders. I I saw that guy. Magilla Gorilla? Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, he had a car in the races, in the wacky races. I was Um, just hoping he didn't have a proper name. But Muggsy, or Muggly, I think, Muttley was, I think, Dick Dastardly or something like that was the bad guy. He was his dog and... Was he the little yellow, like little like yellow dog with a menacing? No, he was kind of like a sheepdog looking thing, and he would always I don't know then. Nope, laugh like like the kind of like the weasel laugh that Eric in uh, in Billy Madison does. (laughs) (laughs) No, still still not piecing it together. Sorry, dude. It was the uh, it was the reminding me of the weasel laugh from Billy Madison. Now I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I'm just glad we're all on the same page about this now, and none of us are confused. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. So, Alan, I had to delete one. Alan, you have Discimera. Ah, uh, Discimera. Next up is Discimera from the Game Over Hell on YouTube. Hmm. Uh, number three, Wolf. From Star Fox. I love Star Fox. Didn't like Wolf that much. Number two, <laughs> your Palamute from Monster Hunter Rise. I That doesn't sound like a dog. Uh, number one, Centurion <laughs> Tenebra? Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World. I'm going to have to defer to one of you fellas on this because that sounds like a video game thing. It don't, is a video do game. Not, thing. Do not never divert to me. It. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Palamutes are cool as fuck. They're like, they are like dog wolf type things. Um, and you like, you can like ride them in battle and they fight alongside you. They're really cool. You can put armor on them. Excellent. They're great. Like a dire wolf. Yes. I'm surprised we haven't seen any dire wolf yet. 
Oh, that's true. I forgot. It's, it's, it's kind of wolf. like George R. I, R. Martin forgot about the dire wolves and how cool they damn, are. Damn, damn. Hey, Dave, great slam. But like, I almost put Jon Snow's dog on or his dire wolves list. Name I can't <laughs> remember, but he forgot. Yeah, I can't remember their name either. <laughs> because because it's been said, it's Ghost. I almost put oh, Ghost. Yeah. 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 Good boy. But uh, if he doesn't care, I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Bunch of babies. Next up, we have Joe Decahedron. Number three, Jake from Adventure Time. Number two is Seymour S's Fries Dog from Futurama. And number one is Zero from Nightmare Before Christmas. Again, I, the, the, the Futurama dog is fucking me up. I did not know uh, his last name was Asses. That's a very funny That's very, funny. very, very yeah. funny. That's a good joke. That, nice, uh, nice carryover joke from The Simpsons into Futurama, I feel like. Very, very good. Uh, next up is Maggie. Maggie's number three is Wishbone. Number two is Snoopy. Number one, Scooby-Doo. That's like dog. That's like fictional dog Hall of Fame top three right there. And honorable mention to Jake from Adventure Time, which I never watched, but apparently uh, people like Jake. And I think he's voiced by the same guy who plays Bender in Futurama. I think it's the same person. Which is, so oh, it's, it's probably it's pretty. The same, the same yeah, yeah. guy who voices Waka in Final Fantasy X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i said all right yeah am i am i doing craig or no no craig didn't send anything damn it okay all right okay fair enough i, I was gonna make it bad like, all craig right thinks he's better no, than better no, than I, us or something I, I was about to make a podcast unlistenable to those 26 people all right next up we have rat boy uh friend of the show good friend of mine hate that guy number three is bluey which is the main character. Number two is Halle Berry's two German shepherds from John Wick three. Number one, Snoopy. Honorable <laughs> is Santa's El Helpor. Aaron will get this. I do. It's a great answer. You still don't win this list. <laughs> and next week, next week, your team is not going to make the playoffs. And mine is rough. Sucks to suck, do- rat boy. All right, so well, uh, do we Rat have Boy, a winner? Rat Boy wins, in my opinion. <laughs> what is there something special with Santa's El Helpor? No, yeah, it's yes. Because, oh, oh. No, no, there's there's like a there's like an episode where like I I, I literally can't explain it without being racist, so I'm not going to. <laughs> I, I can't I appreciate the I honesty. I, I, I can't. I can't not be racist about that. So I'm gonna. I'm not gonna explain it. But I get it. And Rat Rat Boy is right. I got it. Okay. All right. So uh, do we have a winner here? Yes. The winner is. I lied to you about being racist. Here I come. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna throw it to. Wait. Who gets to pick? I'm gonna go I ahead. Don't know, man. Say, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I pick, and it's a. Uh, I'm going to give it to Randall, dude. Yeah. Randall's list. Scooby-Doo, Heen from Howl's Moving Castle. That's a good movie. You should watch it. Yep. And Dog Meat and Santa's Little Helper. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Give Randall a win for sure. Oh, yeah, dude. Always writes in, man. You deserve a W every once in a while, bro. We yeah. appreciate you. Upstanding community member, Randall. All right. Oh, wait, cool. wait, wait. So, Are you saying we're giving like a lifetime achievement award this week? Is oh, that yeah. what we're doing here? Yeah. Alan, if they give us money, they deserve. I, I'm only picking people that the <laughs> that the word patron is next to on this list. They, they give us money, and one day Dave's gonna buy me something cool. Yeah, 
For sure. <laughs> I will uh, buy you six chicken wings. That's cool. Your choice yeah. of BW3's location in the Miami Valley area. <laughs> no, you're in Miami, Florida. <laughs> Go to the nice one. Yeah. Yeah. The nice one. Yeah. All right. Uh, so congratulations to Randall for the win in the listeners submission top threes in this episode. Thank you to everybody who wrote in again. If you want to do that, the best places to do that are uh, the discord server. It's the only consistent place where I post the topics. Cause sometimes I forget Facebook is number two. Number three is Instagram and uh, Twitter can go fuck itself. So don't, don't look for it on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, if you would like to join, just keep your eyes out for the next topic that we post. I don't know what the next topic will be, but uh, well, it's us. So I'm sure it's going to be great. So keep your eyes out for that. If you want to support the show, since we're going to wrap this up now, if you want to support the show, you can uh, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcast Addict. They allow ratings and reviews. Uh, I don't think we've gotten a review in a while, uh, so it'd be cool to get one. That way, when people go in their podcast app and they search top three fictional dogs, they'll find this episode and not some other stupid list-based podcast. Uh, so we would appreciate that. Oh shit, we did. We got an, uh, we got a review back in November. I don't know if we shouted them out from Sir Doug the first gave us a five-star review and some very kind words, uh, basically talking about how handsome and always right we are. So we appreciate you, Sir Doug the first. Uh, and yeah, if you want to support monetarily, you can do that at patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson. There's a link down in the show notes uh, where you can, if you support there, you can listen to the before and after show banter. You can also vote in polls for what topics we do on the show from time to time. And also you will have bloodbaths, everlasting love and respect. And that's uh, that's priceless. And it comes with hand jobs. No, at, at the, the higher that's tiers. The yeah. That's the love that Bloodbath's going to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All hand job stuff. Very yeah. loving and respectful hand jobs. Yeah. Maintains eye contact the entire time. <laughs> T- tells you you're pretty and licks, licks the bottom part of your earlobe. He- he's good at it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. He's a professional. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Yeah. Bye, guys. Don't forget to go to the Humane Society and, you know. That's right. And write your send local congressman. Send that email. Yeah, write your congressman. Send the email to the USDA. They have a form. Call the office. Tell them you're going to vote for Rat Boy unless they do something. (laughs) Rat Boy would do something. Mm -hmm. Add that to the form email that they send. (laughs) 